All right, welcome to the Sons of Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by Red Triangle Sports. I clearly need to work on our intro music. Uh, I got a little new computer set up here in the podcast studio, and it's just not where I need it to be yet. Um, Get that sorted out for next week. But we're talking week one. uh, Football's back tomorrow, so really excited for that. Eagles versus Falcons tomorrow. Hoping the defending champs can take one on the chin. A little sick and tired of all their fans talking. It's just, I'm over it. I'm ready for it to be done. And I think tomorrow they get a little medicine. So I'm excited about that. Um, joining me tonight to talk week one. He did such a good job last week. Brought him back again. Eddie Mitchum from the Steel Curtain. I'm ready to go. Yeah. It's week one, buddy. Um... Big matchup for both of us this week when we get off on the right foot. Uh, no Steiny tonight. A little under the weather. So we wish him well. Hope that he's healthy for Sunday because nobody wants to not be able to watch week one football. Here's hoping that everybody's red zone channel works appropriately and nobody has any issues watching the games. But let's get right into week one. Um, big issues in Pittsburgh. Maybe big issues in for the Seawolves, but I have to give Phil credit. We all kind of laughed, but he made sure to get James Conner early. Uh, looks like that may pay off for him. Ed, you're close to the Steelers' situation. Lev Bell, it's now Wednesday night, 7.34. They play on Sunday. He still has not shown up. Nobody knows when he shows up, when he's going to show up. And today... It looks like he may have lost the locker room, specifically his offensive line. Yeah, I hate him. <laughs> uh, we talked before he came on, and I'm fine with him doing whatever he wants to do. It's his last year there anyway, so whatever. It's disappointing. Um, I just don't see a reason for it. Like, you're going to get paid more this year than any running back in the game or right up there in the top five. And then you're going to go get paid next year. Like, I just don't understand why you're willing to ruin your stance. Um, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I guess I, I understand from the side that he feels like he needs to be paid long term. And, you know, at any point his career could be over because football careers are short term. Um, but you owe the guys in your locker room something. Um and if you don't, this I think every day he sits out, less money he's going to get next year. I, th- I just don't think people are going to want to put up with this. Like he's clearly showing, like he could sign a deal with the Colts or the Jets, whoever, and then two years into that deal, decide he wants to get paid again. And what what stops him from doing this? We've seen guys start holding out a year earlier um, when they have more leverage. And I, I just don't know, like, if he's willing to go to this length, I just don't see what team would take a chance on him with the payday that he's expecting. I hope he sits out 10 weeks. Go ahead and throw away $885,000 a week. Yeah. Go for it. I also heard some trade rumors today, potentially. I, I'm sure teams are calling Pittsburgh. Um, so that would be interesting to see if they would go that route. I don't know what they could get for him, but... Um, looking at what the 
Raiders just got for Khalil Mack. Um, if they could get any haul close to that, I don't think they should do it because, you know, Bell is... I, I just think Bell's more of a difference maker as a running back, and I don't think they could ever get two firsts. Um, but it would be interesting to see if a trade would happen. Yeah, it'd be intriguing. So, Khalil Mack, as I mentioned, traded the, the Bears... Any fantasy impact? I mean, does this make the Bears a defense that's watchable, like worth keeping an eye on now? I think so. I think they've got guys at every level of the defense. I think when I don't know if Rokon, Roquan Smith has won that job. Doesn't look like it based upon a depth chart I'm watching. But I really like that dude. I thought he was really good at Georgia. <clears throat> um, pairing him with Akeem Hicks is solid front there. Eddie Goldman, Florida State, or love him. Big guy in the middle. Adrian Amos on the back end. I think an intriguing defense, to say the least. Um, Floyd and Matt, Leonard Floyd and Cleo Mack on the outside, rushing the passer. Yeah, I mean, it's a. I think it's a tough division. You, know, you got the Lions. That's a pretty decent offense, and the Packers a good offense. The Vikings are being good offense. So, who knows what that means? That's six games that are going to be tough regardless, but I think it's intriguing. Yeah, they should have a softer schedule too um, with being the fourth place team in that division, so they'll match up against the other fourth place teams in the division crossover game, so that's nice for them. Um, a lot of sleeper conversation is them being a playoff team this year, so it's all going to eventually come down to Trubisky. He's going to have to be able to not make mistakes and take a leap up similar to what Goff did last year for the Rams. Um but that's definitely a team on the way up. When you have the ability to have a quarterback on a rookie deal that you're comfortable with being your starter for whatever it is, I think five years, um, your window is, is that five-year window, and you have to capitalize on it while you still have the cap room before you have to pay that quarterback. So going out and getting Mac, I thought was huge um, for that, and it's just a trend that we're going to continue to see. The Eagles did it last year. The Rams did it last year and added more onto it this year. When you have that young quarterback and you're comfortable with him as your guy, you just got to go for broke. So um, interested to see how that continues and if in the next labor negotiations uh, teams try to attack that because right now it's kind of like a market inefficiency in football. So, um, all right, with that being said, let's move on to the week one matchups. This is when it all gets started. Um, got some fun matchups this week. Let's start off with the Mad Dogs versus the Fleetwood franchise. Two teams that we said drafted pretty well. Gave them both good reviews. Um, right now the Mad Dogs projected by ESPN to win by 1.8. Um, so let's start off with them. Uh, Alex Collins against Buffalo. He's got to be one of your top plays of the week. you got to like him. Yeah, I think... We'll get a chance to see what his workload's going to look like. It should be heavy. I think that's a good spot for him to hit the ground running against Buffalo. Um, team that both defense should dominate. You'd think the game flow would go in the way of Alex Collins. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at Collins in my DFS lineups. Uh, definitely a guy I'm interested in this week. He's, I think, very clearly the only guy in town in Baltimore. 
And with Peterman starting for Buffalo, Collins should be able to play from ahead and run a little hog wild there um, in the third and fourth quarter. Which wide receiver of Micah's do you like most this week? Uh, Keenan Allen against Kansas City, Devontae Adams against Chicago, Hogan against Houston, and Demarius Thomas against Seattle. All home. Um, I think it's clearly Allen or Adams. Um, and I'm going to lean on the Aaron Rodgers side of that and go with Adams. Yeah, I think you're right. It's one of those two. I'm going to go with Allen because I think Kansas City is going to be one of the worst defenses in the league this year. Um, they have no good players on that defense except for Eric Berry, and he's just not a magician. So I don't see them being able to stop the Chargers passing game. Allen's a target hog, as is Adams, but I just think uh, Allen's got a better matchup in terms of defense. So I'll take Allen in that one. Uh, let's move over to the franchise. Um Saquon Barkley over under 10 points this week. We go under. It's going to have an underwhelming start against that Jacksonville defense. I don't think he has support. Um, I'm going to take over, but not by much. I think I think he's going to get 20 touches. So, um, and some of them will obviously come through the air. So I think he gets. It's slightly over 10 points. I'll call it like 11 and a half. Um, and then are you worried at all about uh, Zach Ertz tomorrow night against Atlanta? Uh, I'm not worried, I don't think. I think he becomes the one option. Um, I, I don't know how that game flow is going to go. It, it could be interesting. I'd like to think that Atlanta's going to blow him out, but... Eagles still have a great defense, so who knows? Um, I think Zach Ertz becomes a safety net. I think he'll hog up some targets. So not, I'm not worried, but you don't feel as good about him with Foles in there rather than Wentz. Eagles can't make this a track meet tomorrow night. Um, I think they slow it down. I think they know that they have to. They have to keep Atlanta's offense off the field, even though they have a good defense. Um, so yeah, I think Ertz. Probably still has a good game. He's going to be the target guy. Look for him a lot on third down. Um, I could see like a eight for eighty game with him for him. Maybe a score. Uh, Atlanta does have some athletic linebackers, but I do feel like they've always struggled with the tight end position. So, who wins this one? Mad Dogs franchise. I'm going to go with the Mad Dogs. Me too. Uh, I like the matchups a lot better this week. Um, Really solid wide receiving core. And I worry about that Barkley matchup. He's got to score big for the franchise. So I'm going to take Mick. All right. uh, Next game. Spears versus Fegley. Two best friends that anyone could have. Right now, projected uh, clan 10.2 winners over... Team Ice Cream on the ESPN app. So we'll start off with the clan. Um, Jimmy G. How do you feel about Jimmy G against Minnesota? Um, uneasy, I guess. Yeah. I feel like he 
didn't really play anyone good in that five game. What was a five game stretch at the end of last season? Five yeah, or six. He also wasn't very good in that five game stretch. He had like seven touchdowns and four or five interceptions in that five game stretch. They just won football games. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's hard to be excited about. I think Minnesota is going to be one of the better defenses again. So it's on the road. Um, I think you're going to have a fairly angry Minnesota team after the way they ended last season, especially that defense the way they got lit up. So um, it's a pretty uneasy feeling about Jimmy G. Which uh, which quarterback would you start, Garoppolo or Terod Taylor? Ooh. Um, I think I'd start Terod Taylor. I think so too. Um, I just don't think the Steelers' defense is good. No, they're, they're again. They're also missing some athleticism in the in the middle. And he's going to get a couple points on the ground. Yeah, yeah. I think Taylor. I think Taylor's a good, Taylor's a good play this week. Um, and I expect uh, them to be playing from behind, so they should be chasing points. Um, one more question for Fegley's team: Is Diggs a top ten wide receiver against San Francisco this week at home? Hey, we ask these questions because I haven't done my fantasy. My daily fantasy stuff. How do you feel about Diggs? Is is he uh, is he? Do you like Diggs a lot this week? Um, I, I don't. I don't have ten names lined up to gut you when you when you say yes or no. That was a one time thing back in 2015. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like I like Diggs a lot. I think he's going to be pretty good with Kirky. Um, I think it's a pretty decent matchup. I don't think that defense is great. Um. Yeah, so I like it. I, I think Sherman can be had at this stage in his career. Yeah, I'm look. I think Diggs is a good play this week. I don't have him in at all. I want to see how Kirky does with the two of them. Which guys he seems to target more. Um, but I think Diggs is in for a good game this week. It, it's funny because people are trending down on Kirk, but I feel like everybody loves Thielen, Diggs. Dalvin Cook and Rudolph. So how can you love all the weapons but not love the quarterback? Same as the Giants situation. We and love uh, of Odell, we love Evan Ingram. We're okay with Sterling Shepard, but no one wants Eli Danny. And, and, and the Rams. The Rams are the same way. Golf yep. golf's barely getting drafted, but everyone wants Cooks, Gurley, Watkins not Watkins uh Cup and uh Woods. So uh let's go to Spears' team. Which running back scores more points this week? Hunt at the Chargers or McCaffrey at home against Dallas? McCaffrey is not close. Really? Yeah. What makes you say that? I think the Chargers are a good defense. Okay. I think Dallas is not good really anywhere. I guess I'll buy into that. I, I like I mean I think I just think Hunt um is gonna be Obviously, getting a big workload. Um, my only worry about McCaffrey is I think Sean Lee's healthy right now. It's week one, right? <laughs> so he's the only yeah. guy. He's the only guy that makes that defense worth anything. I know you're not a Sean Lee fan, but it, it is weird how that always seems to be the case. Yeah, but Sean Lee's not a guy that's taking McCaffrey out again. No, it just, they, just he... they just seem to play better when Sean Lee's out there. That's the I guess joke behind it. Um, currently Spears has Marlon Mack in his flex spot. Uh, Mack's not probably going to play this week. He's got Corey Clement in flex one. 
So out of Mike Wallace and Josh Doxson, who would you play in the flex two? Mike Wallace. And just hope that him and Foles can connect on a deep one. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't I don't want to go with Doxson. He might have a PP problem this week. This lineup's ugly. Yeah, it's not good. Um You already got Sammy Watkins in there. You're forced to put another mediocre receiver in it, there. It's pretty That's, it's pretty thin. Yeah. That's the acquisition of AJ Green in his head already in week one. Yeah. Yep. But I like Green. Green could have a good matchup this week against Indy. Who wins this one? Clan versus Ice Cream. Clan. Agreed. Agreed. I think Shane would say the same thing. Even though we're not going to put that in. Alright. Your game, bud. Bowl versus the Curtain. The Weevils. Um, Weevils are favored. Favored by .9 right now. So this one should be a barn burner. Uh, so we'll start off with the favored team. Um, how do you feel about Andrew Luck this week? So I've said on this podcast numerous times that I think Cincinnati's going to be awful. But they're getting like a lot of sneaky buzz right now from people saying that they're, uh, they're a good bet to a profitable potential bet to win the AFC North. I don't see it. It's not clear from the defense, but I think it's going to be more the fact that we kind of know what Dalton is. We think A.J. Green still has it. We think Joe Mixon should emerge. John Ross should be a threat. I mean, it's got to be all offensive. Eifert's healthy. It's week one. Yeah. All right. Um, Derrick Henry at Miami. Big game for him. Can't get excited about Derrick Henry. Me either. To me, the same storyline as you asked me about him the next 17 weeks. I'm going to tell you the same thing. If he gets his 70-yard run, Yahoo. If he doesn't, he sucks. It's all going to be volume, I think, for him. Like The the weeks where he has 10, 11 carries, it's just not going to be good. If they can get him the ball 17 to 20 times, I think he... I don't think there's going to be a lot of weeks like that. I don't see it either because Lewis is really good. I think Lewis is going to get a lot more work than Henry. He can do more. And taking your comments about Cincinnati, I realize we never talked about luck. Uh, you like luck this week? It's hard to like him. It's hard to get excited about because, like, who knows what we're gonna. Be. Um, but I'm alright with it. I mean, weapons just aren't there either. Like, no. This team is no better than when was two years ago when he walked away from them. I don't know. I mean, I'm okay with. Hilton Doyle and Ebron, but they just—it's gonna come down to if your boy Ryan Grant can actually be okay. Yeah. And the running back situation is super sketch right now. Yeah. Um All right, which well, this is an open-ended question for you. Who do you think your leading scorer this week is gonna be? That's not Ben Roethlisberger. Hmm. Everybody um, but Hyde. What's that? Everybody but Hyde. 
Yeah. And I don't hate Hyde. The Steelers run defense was putrid last year, so who knows. But I feel good about Mixon. I feel good about Cook. I feel good about Drake. Um, I'll say Mixon because I really want it to be Mixon. I really want to feel good about him after week one. I'm going to go with Mike Thomas. It's just the easy, easiest pick, I think. What? Game, I won't be there for I just think they're gonna they're gonna come out and try to put up twenty eight on them in the first half and then get out of there. But I think they're gonna want to announce themselves um, early on in that one to the division and the league. So I think Thomas could go for over a hundred and a score. Um, any thoughts? to slotting Crowder in the lineup at all? No. No? You're just you're good with the four running backs? Yeah. I'm going to say Hyde finishes as your second highest running back this week. One of the guys in one of the serious shows I always hear on the way home talks about the rule of flexology. And that rule is you always put a... Uh, I mean, I, I, Hyde's, I think Hyde's the bell cow for the start of the season here. And his rule is that you always put a bell cow guy or a guy that you know has guaranteed touches in there over any receiver. That sounds like Jeff Manns. It's not. No. No, it's one of the guys. What is it? The hair. What is it? Bob Harris or whatever, and whatever the other guy is, Mike it, Harris. Bro. Jim Bowden. No, it's the show after that. <laughs> Get him late nowadays. Roto, it, not Roto Grinders, is it? I don't know what it is. All right. Uh, okay, who, who do you got winning this game? Myself. I got the curtain because there's no reason not to. All right. Butler versus Schur. The guy that's had the stranglehold on this division the last three years and the guy that everyone thinks is going to have it this year. Uh, I got the park as 12-point favorites right now. <clears throat> um, let's start off with a flex question. Who would you have in the flex here? Michael Crabtree against Buffalo or Quincy and Nunwa at Detroit? You said Crabtree or Nunwa? Yeah. Crabtree. And I don't think that's close. I'm going to go with Nunwa. I've been hearing... Um, some buzz on a Numa lately. I guess the Jets obviously never have a tight end, and a Numa is the guy on that offense that's most similar to to a tight end to work the middle of the field. And everybody knows that a quarterback's best friend, a rookie quarterback's best friend, is their tight end. The and youngest week one starter ever. Really, Darnold? I didn't know that. Um, His pants will be a different color in the back. I think he'll be okay. I think he sucks. Alright. Fair. <laughs> Alright. Uh, who do you like better this week, Zeke or David Johnson? <laughs> Give you a cupcake here. Is it? Well, it's not an easy question, but who cares because they're both good. Are they? I think Zeke's good. Uh, his situation is just a little weird. Um, 
I'm still not, not sure David Johnson's good camp. Um, so I'm going to go Zeke. I feel like I know he's good. I'm going to go Zeke too, but it's a game flow thing for me. I think Dallas is going to win this game. Um, unpopular opinion. I don't think Carolina is very good. So I'm going to say Zeke because I just think Washington beats Arizona and I think Dallas beats Carolina. So um, let's go over to the hammer. Tevin Coleman and Jordy Nelson in the flex right now. Um, Cobb or Cohen, a better option than either of those guys. I think I like, uh, I like Cohen here. Yeah, I think that's where I would go as well. Over Coleman. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm, on, I'm in with that. Yeah. How long do you think Martavius Bryant stays on Butler's roster? Uh, he's got a couple weeks left. Yeah, I think so too. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eifert, goose egg candidate. What do you think? A goose egg candidate? Yeah. No. I don't think so. Alright. I mean, I'm not, I don't think he's going to be like. I'm saying two, be, two for 20. Top 10, but. <laughs> two for 26. Right. If he's 226, that makes it a nice day, so, yeah. <laughs> Alright, uh, we got Sherwin in this one. Yeah. Cut and dry week one so far. I think this is where it starts to get interesting. Uh, myself against Phil. Dogs, Wolves, rematch of the Super Bowl last year, um, which I won. Right now I'm projected to win by 31 and a half. That is because he's got a goose egg for Lev Bell in there. So obviously Bell will be replaced by Connor. And probably a James White flex situation. Um, So that will bump him up about 7 points. Still projected to lose by about 24. We'll start off with my team. Which, uh, Which wide receiver of mine do you like best this week? Davis, Landry... Aguilar or any of the guys on the bench? Um, I'm going to go Landry. I think he's the best. I think he's going to be the biggest target share of all those guys. Um, I'm just not sure. I feel great about Aguilar without Jeffrey. Yeah, he's the one guy I'm really debating. Um, I don't know what I'm doing with him. It may be Kelvin Benjamin, which I just shudder um, to think about. And I also think the Chargers are going to throw all over Kansas City. So I may take Aguilar out just to give myself three options on Sunday um, rather than nail myself into that one because I just I think Aguilar is best out of the slot, and I don't know if he gets to play the slot without Jeffrey. Um, against a team with good cornerbacks. so. But I do like Corey Davis this week. I think he could have a nice game. Yeah. Um, Adrian Peterson, over under 10 points. Uh, I'm going to go over 
think he scores. Think he punches one in. Yeah, why not? Nice. All right, uh, Wolves. Same question for Josh Gordon. Over under ten points. Under. All right. I don't think his issues are behind enough. <laughs> which uh, which player on his bench do you think he should put in for Bell? I I didn't hear what you said about Gordon. I thought you said something. I, I didn't I didn't hear what you said. That's why I left. I said under. I don't. I don't know if his usage is going to be high enough. I thought week. you said I don't know if his shorts are going to be high enough. I don't know. What, I didn't know what you meant by that. I was trying to figure out like the big giggle. Like I didn't think that was funny. But um, which bench player takes over the flex role? Hmm. James White does. All right. I think he should play Geronimo Allison. I'm big on that dude right now. <laughs> Or Godwin. I don't know. I wouldn't play White, though. Who wins this one? Is that serious? What? I'm trying to figure out if you're giving a real take or... No, it's a real, that's a real take. Okay. I think that's a bad one. I got Burkhead everywhere this week in FanDuel. <laughs> yeah, I think that's backwards. Okay. I don't think they're going to rely on that, dude. Um... I didn't get the James White hype behind them, but I'm fine with it until all, all of their running backs get healthy and then it's sketchy. Alright, who wins? Uh, you, sir. Thank you. I agree. Alright, uh, game of the week. Stein versus Papa Kaz. Right now, Stein, nine-point underdog to Papa Kaz. Um... This is the game of the week because I want to see if Shane can stay competitive having two of the well, the worst starting running back group in the league. Um, it seems that every time he employs this strategy, he always blows the doors off it in week one. He did it to me two years ago. So just looking to see if he can stir up a little of his magic here. We'll start off with Papa Kaz since he's the nine-point favorite. Um... Cooper Cup, Deion Lewis. So Deion Lewis, if we we both said we like him, over under ten points. Um, just under. I'm gonna go under two because I think they're gonna win that game, and I think that's a poor game script for Lewis. I think they should control that game pretty well. Um, does Papa Cause have a tough decision to make here at tight end? Right now he's got Jimmy Graham in against Chicago. Should he be given more consideration to Kyle Rudolph against San Francisco? No. Graham? Yeah. Alright. Interesting. Too many mouths defeated Minnesota, I think, for Rudolph. I think that's why people are down on him this year. Say again? Too many mouths defeat in Minnesota when there's not enough defeat in Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll just always stay on the Aaron Rodgers side of things. Uh, which running back for Shane's team scores the most points this week? C.J. Anderson, LeGarrette Blunt, Chris Ivory, Doug Martin, or Jonathan Stewart? <laughs> I'll go... Or, or do they all get goose eggs? No. <laughs> 
Um, one of them will have a goose egg. Jonathan Stewart. Maybe, yeah, an ivory could be close to that. He'll be like under three. Um, but I'll go with Blum. You think he punches one in? I can't. I, I don't see a world in which they can't wait to score from inside the five with him. Yeah, I think Just you're probably right. We finally did it. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, how do you feel about Anthony Miller? Stein added him as his flex. Um, kind of surprised he was a guy that didn't get drafted in our league. I'm not sure he's startable in week one, but just give me your thoughts on Miller. I think he's really good. Yeah, I think so too. I just A, were you surprised he wasn't drafted? And B, is he startable in week one? Um I guess it's kind of surprising that he wasn't drafted with all the buzz, but I think I don't know. I mean who knows? I don't think he started on week one. I think that's maybe why he wasn't drafted. People want to see like what that looks like first, but I think dude's really good. Yeah. He played on a couple of Saturdays last year. He's he's a really good receiver. Alright, rapid fire. Oh, sorry, who wins? Stein versus Papakaz. I'm gonna take the Patriots. Me too. I think this is uh Fairly low-scoring game, though. I don't love the matchups on either side. Brown and Evans are going to be tough, though. I think they could they could keep Shane in this game. Yeah. Both have good matchups. Not that Evans against New Orleans is a good matchup. It's just I think he's going to have to get thrown to 15-plus times. All right, rapid fire. Better QB one this week. They're playing against each other. Watson or Brady? Um, I'll go with Brady. How do you know? I'll go with Watson. Uh, bigger game this week. Kamara or Gurley? You're gonna make me look at who these guys are playing. Come on, sorry, Kamara. Um, home against Tampa. Gurley on the road against Oakland. Um, I'll go Kamara. I'll go Todd. All right, who do we trust more this week? Ertz at home against Atlanta. Uh, Sammy uh, against Sammy Watkins against the Chargers. Um, reason why I asked you about Sammy is because you have a theory against the Chargers defense. Yeah, but I, I think they're still good in the back end without Verrett. Okay. So you trust Ertz more? And I still don't think Sammy Watkins is good. So yeah, Ertz. Alright, I trust Ertz too, but I think Watkins has a nice game this week. Uh, he will be in at least one of my Fandle lineups. Uh, bigger question mark this week. Good player against a bad matchup. Odell Beckham against the Jaguars. Or Jimmy Garoppolo against the Vikings? Oh, bigger question mark. Okay. Uh, I just had to reread the question. That's fair. Um, I'm going to go with Jimmy G, strictly for the fact that I still think he is a question mark. 
I get Odell being a question mark for this matchup, but I don't think he's a question mark overall. We know what he is. We know he's talented, so I'll go the Jimmy G route. Uh, I'm going to say Odell's the bigger question mark. Uh, reason being, I don't see how Manning stays upright for this game. Uh, the Jacksonville front four is ridiculous. The Giants front five is ridiculous, but on the other end of the scale and ridiculous, they're really bad. Um, so I think he's just got dudes eating his lunch all day. So, and obviously, I don't. I can't even call it must-watch TV. Odell versus Ramsey because I don't think anybody actually wants to watch that. Those two dudes are clowns. Um. And I think the game script for Jimmy G is going to be good because I just think the San Francisco D is suspect. And I think Minnesota can mollywop him. So. Uh, all right. More likely to be a top 10 tight end this week. Both of these teams have great matchups. Um, the two teams that they're going up against, notoriously awful against the tight end the last two years. So it's Austin Safarian Jenkins against the Giants. Or Vance McDonald against the Browns. I'll take ASJ. Are we sure Vance is playing? I didn't know he was hurt. He's got a foot. I don't. I don't think he's practiced in quite some time. He probably has two feet, but I'll take ASJ too. Um, and then who do we like more this week? Ravens D against Nate Peterman, or Jaguars D against Eli Manning? Um. Talent level, it's the Jags. Matchup-wise, it's the Ravens. I'll go with the Ravens just because I think there's a higher chance that the Giants find success somewhere once or twice. I'll take the Ravens, too, um, mainly because Phil has them as his defense. So I think I'm going to get... Every time I lose a game I'm supposed to win, it's because the other dude's defense put up 30. So (laughs) I just... I haven't lost since week five of last year. So if this that's the way that he beats me is that defense going off for thirty, um, and I don't think this will happen. But the Jags have shown they can be suspect against the run. So, uh, all right, you got any two for ones for me? Oh, I didn't look. We're going with dogs, right? Yeah. The Bengals plus three. Surprised they're a dog. Yeah, that's what I look for. People that probably shouldn't be dogs. Redskins plus one and a half. What about the game tomorrow night? What about it? Falcons are getting two. Yeah, I see one and a half. That's probably another one you could throw in there. Alright, but you said skins plus one and a half. Alright, any bold predictions? Joe Vicks and top three running back, baby. All right. So here's my bold prediction. I'm just going to do one funny story. Did a draft for Libby's League yesterday. And I'm like doing this draft, looking at the projected points on ESPN's website. Can't figure out why Tyreek Hill is projected to be the number two wide receiver behind Antonio Brown. Like, I, I just feel like there's just like fishy stuff going on. Tyler Lockett went in the fourth round of this draft. Like, it got weird. And then in round 15, 
as I'm going to make my last pick. Darren Sproles has shown up as the best available player in terms of projected points. So I checked the rules one more time, and you get .1 for a kick return yard. So a 100-yard kick return for a touchdown is a 16-point play in this league. So because I'm playing against, Libby's playing against Tyler Lockett in that league, Lockett runs one back and catches one this week. <laughs> so that's my predict, bold prediction for week one. You're an asshole. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> I, because I, I, there's so many reasons in that story that you could call me that. So I'm not even going to ask you why. Uh, you also get point one per completion in that league for a quarterback. Ridiculous. Really bad. Three hundred point weeks, huh? Yeah, probably. All right. Anything else for the good of the order? No, it's week one. I mean, it's time to see who's going to show up. It's a big week. Everyone wants to start 1-0. Um, I'm anxious to see if after the first week, teams look like what we think they look like and see what happens. It feels like it's kind of a cut-and-dry week, but anything can happen come 1 o'clock on Sunday. Yeah, I think it's going to be a high-scoring week. Um, Fegley kind of talked about this at the draft. With the new rules in play, it's going to take a couple weeks for teams to get adjusted to that new helmet rule. So I think we could see a lot of extended drives, a lot of points. Um, So I think it could be a weird week until we kind of just regulate this season. I have a feeling this is going to be a wonky year um, in terms of fantasy football. It seemed like it was a really deep draft pool, but also extremely top-heavy in the sense that the talent level drop-off after round two or three was significant, but it just seemed like the players from round four through round 10 were all very similar as well. So I just think it could be a very topsy-turvy year in that sense. All right, I'm going to wrap this up. It's 8.15 tomorrow night at this time. We'll have the ball in the air for the first game of the season. Can't wait. Looking forward to Sunday. Two games on Monday. Rams play at 10-ish, I think, uh, against the Raiders. Jets and Lions at 7. It's always fun having the two Monday night games. And we'll get together in about a week and recap week one and preview week two. Thanks for listening, guys. Good luck this week. And uh, go dogs.